Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are joining us from. Thank you for joining me again on another episode. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week and yeah, thank you. As always, you are now listening to Home Girls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy relax you know it's for free you can enjoy for free relaxing is not like something that you have to pay for you deserve it so I'm really excited for this episode because I've got a really good friend of mine and her name is also Yasin (laughs) and this is so weird like her name is Yasin her birthday is in September we're both Gambian it's like we should be twins so um, I'm really excited to have her on here. Let me let her introduce herself. Hello, Yasin. Hi, Yasin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're both Yasin, and uh, thank you for having me. We're both Gambian. Um, I'm Yasin Saho, and um, I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, and so, what's your like what's your family dynamic like I know you have an older sister so do you ever get the eldest daughter pressure or what's it like you know what I am number um, six in my mom's um, children so I have yeah my sister who's the eldest um, we (laughs) We always butt heads, you know, we never get along, but it's just the, I guess, the elder sibling kind of thing. It's more like a, they're like our second mom. So, (laughs) but yeah, so I'm number six and um, there's always like a hierarchy if you want to do something, say something, you know, and also the culture plays a part as well, you know, how our culture's like. So, yeah. 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 Since the baby. So, um, well, we'll let her off today. She can be here. I actually wanted her to come for a specific reason. It's because um, I saw you tweet about sickle cell and how um, a lot of people um, get into relationships and later on they might find out that both them and their partners have sickle cell trait. And then it's like, you've caught feelings now you have to deal with this um so I just wanted to talk about um your journey um with sickle cell and just to learn more because I feel like it's something that I need to know more about and a lot of um people within our community also should know about so I'll let you talk about it a bit yeah um so sickle cell is something that i've been passionate about you know raising awareness on it since i've known um what it's all about because i i have sickle cell and um, i was born with it but i didn't really know what sickle cell was until i was in my late teenage years and that's because in gambia like so many people like literally i would say maybe two in every household um has or knows somebody uh with sickle cell but they don't really know what sickle cell is you know um they have a different kind of name name for it you know and also they use this term because people with sickle cell get um we get ill quite a lot so they have a name for us called sicklers you know 
and which is a very it's a name that I'm trying to get away from, trying to teach people not to use that name, you know, instead to refer to us as sickle cell patients. So, um, yeah, so it's something that I'm really passionate, passionate about, um, trying to raise awareness. I have an Instagram page called sickle cell underscore tau, and I've got about over 600 followers. So what I talk about is um, how sickle cell comes about. Um, trying to get people to get tested before they get into a relationship, get your partner tested because, you know, it's something that is not like a, a infectious disease, so you can't catch it. Rather, you pass it on to your um, to your kids, you know. So um, you you have the gene, and then if your partner has the gene, and then there's a chance of your kids having it as well. So. I'm trying to um, educate people, um, test yourself, because some people actually, they don't know they have it, they don't know their partner have it, and then they go get married, have kids, which is my case. My mom didn't know she has the gene, my dad had the gene, and then they had kids, and three out of, you know, seven of us have it, you know. Um, so growing up, my mom knew that we were, we had something, but she didn't really know what it is. So, but she educated herself because obviously my eldest sister, she had it as well. So um, she educated herself and then she's like, she said to my dad, you know, this is actually from both of us. It's not just from me because my mom knows that her, um, her siblings, some of her siblings had it. But my dad, you know, you know, like in those days, it's a taboo to get, um, ask your husband to get tested for things. <laughs> so he's like... You know, no, it's from your family. It's not from my family. You know, so yeah. So she educated herself, and then um, I'm trying to educate everybody else. Well, um, I I've I feel like I've known you for a long time, but I've not known a lot about your sickle cell. So I'm also like learning, and thank you, like, for sharing this because it's such a huge thing within our community that a lot of people don't talk about and probably um, because they don't know about it as well so I'm really glad that you're creating a platform that raises um, awareness of it so in terms of getting tested how can people go about doing that okay so if you're in the UK um, just go on google and type in sickle cell testing centers and um but your GP can do it as well. So first of all, go to your GP, talk to your GP about it, say, I want to get tested for sickle cell, and then they will uh, give you a blood test form. You go get tested, and then literally within like a week, you can get your result. If not, you can go to your local sickle cell center. Um, every major city has one. And in London, because it's, um, there's so many diversity in London, so a lot of boroughs have it as well, a sickle cell centre. So where I am, I'm in Newham, we have a sickle cell centre in East Ham. You can go there, you can either call or walk in and say, I want to get tested for sickle cell. They'll book you an appointment and then you get tested and get your results. And once you get your results, they give you a little card, like a pink card, um, to say whether you are AA, which is the normal gene, or you are AS, which is the trait, or you are um, SS, which is the sickle gene. And then you can carry that card with you wherever you go. When you meet your partner, you tell your partner, this is my sickle cell card. This is my genotype. I would like for you to get tested as well, you know. 
Um, so yeah, that's how you get tested in the UK. In Gambia, you can go to um, any hospital or any local pharmacy and then they will give you more information. Thanks for that. Um, I'm, I don't know if I have the trait. So I'll definitely be speaking to my GP tomorrow and booking in a test um, to get to find out if I am a carrier or not, because I think it's so important. It's easy to just think about now, now, but when people are getting to that stage in life of starting families and having children, you have to think about their future as well. So I'll definitely be doing that and I'll be telling everyone that I know to do the same. So um, in terms of growing up with sickle cell, how has that impacted you? Um, yeah, definitely do that. Um, growing up with sickle, it's been really hard because I spent, I, th- I did my nursery and secondary school in Gambia. So it's been really hard because I really, I didn't know what I had. So um, there are days that, especially when we had PEs, days that we have PEs and assembly because it requires running. And what one thing with sickle is doesn't like exhaustion. So um, whenever we have assembly, we have to run and run to, um, to the assembly. So, and usually that was on a Friday. So every Friday, I was known as the girl that gets sick every Friday, but nobody really associated it with sickle. So every Friday, I would just run to assembly. By the time I get to assembly, I will start vomiting and I get really achy, bony pains, and then I will go home. And uh, with PE as well, you know, the same thing. So growing up was really hard because nobody really, nobody really put a diagnosis to what was going on. You know, um, and then with the with sickle cell, you get jaundice around your eyes as well, so the yellowing around the white, um, the whiteness of your eye. So I got bullied a lot, a lot for having yellow eyes. I would be called the girl with the yellow eyes. You know, so things like that was what motivated me to open the Instagram account and start raising awareness for sickle cell. So yeah, that's what my childhood was. But as soon as I got to uni, <laughs> you know. It's kind of like I reinvented myself. I would never let anybody see my eyes or I knew how to stand up for myself, you know. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, I feel like every time you talk, I'm like, oh, my baby. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you for that. Yeah. How how was it um, having siblings as well that had it? That must have been difficult, like, in the family. Yeah, but because of the age gap, um, the age gap, I didn't grow up with my sister around. Um, there's a big age gap. She's in her 40s. I'm not going to say my age, but just to know that there's an age gap. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she she grew up, we grew up in different countries, basically. So I didn't, um, didn't have that um you know advice sibling advice but i grew up with my brother who has it and the same thing all i know is that he got sick a lot but i didn't really really know that it was the same thing that i had i just thought that he had his thing i had my thing and that's that you know so it was not until we all moved here um in the uk that we realized that oh we all have the same thing and now we actually all go to the same hospital so 
Um, we share like, you know, coping ideas, but at the same time, one thing that people don't know is that having siblings with sickle cell or knowing people with sickle cell, because it affects um, everybody differently, you know, so it's actually quite annoying, you know, um, knowing somebody with sickle cell, especially with a sibling, because the way they deal with it and the way you deal with it is different. So, um, yeah, so you try not to judge the way they deal with it and vice versa. So... Yeah, as much as we would like to bounce off ideas of, of coping mechanisms, but at the same time, there's that little nick at the back of your head, like, no, I don't do that. Why are you doing that? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, so what, um, what, what is it that causes for someone to, like, get sickle cell, like, genetically? Do you know, like what is it i'm not sure like what it is if that makes sense um i maybe you're talking about the origins of sickle yeah. cell yes that's what i mean so um way back when <laughs> um so it's actually started from mosquitoes you know so back then in mainly in rural africa like places where there's a lot of mosquitoes um so our ancestors basically we developed like a uh, like a gene you know or like a antibody basically to to um, prevent us from having malaria so we developed the s gene you know but obviously back then medicine wasn't so advanced so they didn't realize that you know um, two people with the s gene shouldn't you know like get married and have kids you know um so obviously somebody with the S gene marrying some another person with the S gene, while as this S gene is supposed to prevent malaria or that specific type of malaria, you know, you are not supposed to um, have children together. So that's how, you know, S gene plus S gene can, you know, have the SS gene, which is the sickle cell gene. So that's the origin. But obviously now medicine is advanced. You know, we know not to um, have kids or, like, you know, find somebody, get with somebody with the aging, you know. Um, but obviously, it's more to do with awareness as well because it doesn't matter how advanced the medicine is. As long as there's no awareness, people wouldn't know, you know, so which is what I'm trying to do. Okay, so is this why um, it's mainly present in the um african community yeah um, yes but it's mainly not just africa um it's um and the word i was looking for is mutate so we we developed a mutation basically but anyway it's not just africa we've got africa caribbean um you, we even have eastern europeans so people are really surprised when i say that eastern europeans also have six that's why i say it doesn't matter whether your partner is black or white get them tested you know because um, i know people who are uh, mixed race and have sickle cell mixed race as in white british and yeah they also have sickle cell but anyway it's not just africans you've got um africa mediterranean caribbean um eastern european um yeah and Asia as well, some parts of Asia, you know, yeah. Thank you. Um, so let's say, for example, someone goes to get tested 
um and they find out that both them and their partner have the trait is um I'm sure like this is probably some a conversation that they can also have with their doctor but I wanted to see what your take is on it would you just advise that they end the relationship or is there ways in terms of um, medically around it yeah um i wouldn't advise them to um end the relationship so what i would say is because i can get i've got ss but i can get married to somebody with ss the only thing is that do we really want to have children because the kind of pain i go through when i'm going through a sickle cell crisis which is what we call a single cell pain, I wouldn't want my kids to go through that, you know. So the number one question is, do you want to have kids? So if somebody with a with a trait gets with somebody with somebody else with a trait, do you want to have kids? If the answer is yes, this is when you go to your sickle cell center and um, you have what we call sickle cell counseling. So um, during the counseling, they'll talk to you about your different options. You know, at this point, you guys will become an um, at-risk couple. So that's what we call a trade and a trade couple. You are at risk of having a sickle cell baby. So one of the options that they will talk to you about is PND, which is prenatal diagnosis. And what that is, is that um, all pregnant women in England, they are offered a blood test, um, which is, you know, so this is when they find out whether you are at risk or not. And once you've been identified as being a actress couple, they um, um, so when you get pregnant, once you decided that okay, we want to have a kid, um, regardless of knowing our situation, once you get pregnant, they will go. They will take you for a prenatal diagnosis. So that's when they test the fetus to see whether the fetus has a sickle cell gene. So if the fetus is um, uh, has the trait only so you can carry on having the baby but if the fetus is um, SS which is the sickle gene then they will give you an um, option of either you carry on with the pregnancy and you know just know that you're going to have a sickle cell baby and then you're going to start treatment straight away or they say um, you can abort the baby or the fetus sorry before 12 weeks so that way the fetus hasn't fully developed into a baby yet so those are the options um you'll be told thank you for that i'm learning so much today um i will definitely be um doing a lot of lot more content around topics like this on like socials because i think a lot of us need to learn and hear this at least I know I do so in terms of when you have your crisis um your sickle cell crisis do you ever get warning signs or is it just it does it just happen how how is that process for you um I it just happens first of all like you don't get any warning sign but some people have telltale signs so you can either be like you can get more more jaundice not than normal so your eyes can get more yellow than normal or you can be um well these are my telltale signs anyway i get really moody really really moody that i don't want to talk to anybody or don't want to anybody to talk to me um i get numbness in my jaws 
and um, I get ulcers in my on my tongue. So those are my telltale signs. But when the crisis is about to happen, like it can go from zero to hundred in seconds. Like right now, I could be talking to you, and within the next second, I can get like a full blown crisis. But um, the telltale signs are like they can happen. They can be like false. Um, they can happen anytime, but at the same time. You know, they can just be that maybe you're tired, you're exhausted and you need to chill and drink more water, you know. But when the crisis actually happens, it can happen straight away. So when, um, how long does the crisis last? Is it like a week ahead of time or can it happen now? And what's that like? Um, yeah, it can it lasts a week or two weeks max for some people. So when it happens, and we have literally every single cell patient has a pharmacy at home. So there's so many pain reliefs and medications you can take at home. And there's some home remedies as well. So you can um, have a hot water bottle, a hot water bottle and put it in the, on the area where it hurts. And if that doesn't help, you can have a hot, hot um, bath. If that doesn't help, then you go to A and E, you know. So with when you go to the hospital, they either give you IV fluids, more pain relief, um, and sometimes depending on why this crisis was triggered, you know, because crisis can be triggered by infection, stress, the weather, you know. Um, so if it's infection, they give you antibiotics and. Um, yeah, so some people, like I said, it can take up to a week for the pain to get better, you know, and some people longer, depending on what you, what triggered the crisis, you know. So, um, yeah, so you either manage it at home um, or you just go into hospital straight away and get treated. Thanks for that. Um, if, for example, like, someone has um a friend or family member that has sickle cell and they happen to be there when they're having a crisis what's the best way to help them what can we do that's actually a good question i get asked that a lot so one thing is always ask you know because we know our body more than anybody you know so always ask them would you like me to call out um, an ambulance or are you able to manage on your own? Like, so you, when, when I say manage on your own, I mean, can I get you a hot water bottle? Can I run you a bath? You know, things like that. And they will tell you um, what they want you to do. So ne never assume that, oh, because she's in so much pain, I must call the ambulance. Right? Unless you know your friend really well and you know that um, there are certain signs that I should look out for that i should know that this is when i should call the ambulance but always ask that's what i would advise you know because i i hate hospital and i know this i can say this for a lot of sickle cell patients we hate hospital because we spend a lot of time there and that's the last thing on our mind when we have crisis you know so we try to prolong it for as long as we can you know um i know that's bad because our doctors always tell us you know the first sign of crisis just always come to the hospital but because you know this is what we do all the time we don't want to go there as a first instance so yeah always ask them what would you like me to do would you like me to call the ambulance or would you like me to try home remedy first great thank you for that um in terms of 
been having sickle cell and like throughout your life have have you ever felt like you've always been able to be independent or has it like stopped you from doing anything in particular or have you been okay with it um it's a bit of both i um i feel like i was babied a lot by my mom because i had sickle cell um and which my siblings will hate <laughs> for me to say that they always think i'm my mom's favorite but anyway i i would say up until my uni years i, I was i felt like i could i could never be independent i felt like my family would always have to do something for me you know or travel especially traveling i the first time I ever traveled on my own was after uni. And that's because, you know, I, I'm always scared. What if I get sick when I'm over there, you know, um, because my sister has had really bad um, experiences traveling. She went backpacking after uni with her friends. And she, I remember she got ill in one of their trips. I think she went to Cambodia. She went to one of those places and she got ill and they she had her friends talking behind her saying oh my god she's gonna slow us down she's always ill so she's just like you know what she confronted them and she said you guys can go i i'll find my own way you know so she ended up actually making friends lifelong friends when she did it on her own so yeah that always made me scared but i decided that when it was time to choose uni i have decided to choose a uni far away from home just so i can see that I am able to do this for myself. So I chose Southampton Uni and it was hard. It was really hard. I actually moved back after first year. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, I humbled myself basically. But anyway, after, during my, when I moved back, I went to Kingston. I met really cool um, international students. And then after uni, I went on my first solo trip with my friends and it was really really rewarding because I I just knew how to cope you know being independent what what to do I knew to you know look after myself and thank god my friends that I went with they were really supportive you know they they made sure I was always drinking I was having my medication they were always near me you know they were not they didn't leave me basically <laughs> so that was really helpful so yeah now I know that I can be independent you know and um, I've gone, I've gone on a lot more independent trips after that, you know. So I'm ready. I'm ready to move out of the house now. <laughs> is your mom ready for you to leave? Though that's the question. I actually <laughs> is, but yeah, <laughs> it has to happen one day. <laughs> this girl is always in Gambia, guys. Like she's saying, she doesn't go anywhere. But she's if if you let her, she'll literally be in Gambia every day of the week um why not but But no I'm glad to like hear that because knowing you now it's like you always have plans to do stuff like or wanting to travel etc so I feel like it shows how much more independent you are now and how much you do a lot probably more than me um so um when it came to choosing a partner was this like a conversation I'm assuming you had from the get-go yes I mean I pride myself in um in saying that any friend I've have or anyone I know 
like they have to get tested for sickle cell. So that's why I'm like, how come Yasin Borja is not tested for sickle cell? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I yeah, the first day he asked me out. Obviously, we when we were talking before he actually said, okay, I like you and I wanna, I wanna, you know, I want us to be in a relationship. We he knew that I had sickle cell. Actually, that was the one of the reason we came into having the um we started talking because he wanted he's know that I, I'm a sickle cell advocate and he wanted me to um um speak to one of his neighbors who's got sickle cell he wanted me to give him advice on how to manage his pain so that's how we started talking and um so obviously he knew from the get-go that I have sickle cell but when we started talking about relationship I said to him look you know I have sickle cell and I can't be with anybody with a trade you know it has to be somebody with the AA gene, with the normal gene. So, yeah, so the same day he was like, okay, cool, let's go get tested. So I went with him, actually, and we went to get tested. I was really nervous because, obviously, <laughs> I liked him. <laughs> I really liked him. So um, I was actually more nervous than him. He's like, he just kept looking at me like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, just chill, you know? I know I don't have sickle cell. I'm like, you don't know that, you know? So... So yeah, we went and we waited. It took like a whole hour to wait for the result. So um, we got the result, and he's AA. So I actually told my mom the same day. I'm like, wow, he's actually AA. So yeah, that was how I got him tested. And I really, really, really advise everybody to first get yourself tested. If you are AA, then you don't necessarily have to get your partner tested, but it will be really good for them to know their gene as well. But yeah. That's such a romantic thing to do together. <laughs> We're going to get sickle cell test, trait tested. Um, that I love it. Um, and I'm happy that he came out to be um, AA. So I've like, honestly, this is the, this is the first time I'm like just sat there like every time you say something I'm just in awe thank you so much if um how can how can we all go about supporting um people with sickle cell like is there any charities that we can donate to what can we do to help um yeah excuse me you can go on the the uk has a sickle cell society you can go on their website and you can become a member and donate um i'm not sure how much their uh, membership fee is but um, you can become a member and just go over their website and um, research and um, donate because one one thing the sickle cell society does is which which i'm i'm a um I'm a beneficiary of, you know, they also, not only do they give awareness and, um, you know, um, they, there's a lot of things that they do in the background. They they hold, um, every year they hold a sickle cell children's holiday, which is um, for kids between, I think it's between seven and 15. So they just give their parents a break and take them on a holiday. Um, take them camping um, somewhere outside London for two weeks. I've actually volunteered and be I, I was a carer um, for, I think, for two years. 
you know but because of uni i stopped um, for a while but you can actually do that you can sign up to be a carer now it's virtual because of covid but i'm not sure when they're going to be doing um taking them you know like physically again but you can actually volunteer to be a carer um on that holiday for the children you know you just help them with activities and encourage them to you know test their limits and beyond um another thing they do is um they help like for example me when i was at um college i needed a laptop they helped me they Get, funded my laptop my first ever laptop you know so things like that they just encourage sickle cell patients to um to do more and be more and you know um, be whatever they want to be and and that's the thing with sickle cell patients because we we are told we can't go out and do activities so we're always indoors in our books you know um doing you know intellectual stuff so um, there's always a lot of things um, the society does to help out. And also, I'm working on my own podcast, and I'll be opening my own Sickle Cell Society in the Gambia. So once that's all up and running, you can donate as well. You know. oh, I can't wait. I'll have an excuse to be in Gambia. <laughs> exactly. I'll be like, I'm going to work, guys. Come on. Um, no, that's really good to hear. Um, in terms of that, this just made me think, being um being a sickle cell patient can be i'm sure isolating at times um does this law so um sorry i'm why am i saying law society i'm thinking about your career not <laughs> not your not what we're talking <laughs> about what law society does this sickle cell society have a thing where you can make friends with other people that understand what you're going through more Yes, they do. They have support groups. They actually have an Instagram page as well, the Sickle Cell Society UK. I think that's their Instagram name. Um, but yeah, they do have support groups. And every sickle cell centre has a support group as well for patients and for parents. I remember my mom used to run one of the parents' support groups and they have a patient support group as well. So where like sickle cell patients can... Um, you know, meet up, share ideas, you know, kind of like a therapy session as well. Um, but yeah, their Instagram page is Sickle Cell UK. That's the society's page. So you can go over there, check it out, be a member, donate, you know, and learn more and raise awareness. Amazing. Thank you so much, Yasin, um, for joining me today. Honestly, I am so happy we got to do this because I learned a lot and for anyone that hasn't been tested yet I would really encourage you to do so and just to have that peace of mind and um, because I think I need that peace of mind as well so Yasin is there any last thing you want to say to people before we head off um, I think you, you've said it all. Just get tested, raise awareness. This is um, your responsibility as much as it is mine. You know, even if you've never heard of sickle cell, it's not in your family. Just get tested. I mean, there's no harm in knowing that you are AA, you know. Mm. So you never know. You could help somebody in the future. But, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. You can come and be the host since your name is Yasin. You can come and take over and I'll just go and sleep. My fraud. Life. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs>
it's Ramadan and you're calling me fraud. Can you imagine? <laughs> thank you so much for joining me, guys. And thank you so much, Yasin, for joining me. I really enjoyed having you here. And I shall see you all or hear, hear you all next week. Bye for now. <laughs>